streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Kings of the North, the ASE North champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up because I'm up to 1,442 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, do me a favor, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you like to support what I'm doing or make sure your comment gets read, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave, and the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. 
check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, got a special guest today. He's Sean. He's from the Full 10 Yards. He's on the same uh, podcast network as Kieran. And I know everybody's like, wow, you guys, these guys are from England. They know anything about football. Yes, they know a lot about football. And Sean is a man of his word. He's the Browns fan. He said he'd come back on again when the Browns and the Bengals played. So he is. But I think he's a glutton for punishment. But we'll see. Here's Sean. Ah, on it. I got hit, hit the right buttons. What's up, Sean? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, my man. How are you? Good, brother. Good. So are you enjoying the uh, the end of your football season? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm used to the end of the football season. Normally, the Browns don't even play in January, so I think we can thank the NFL for sticking an extra week. I don't get to at least watch them in January, but yeah, it's uh, been a slow death, my friend. It's been a long <laughs> ten a long yes. ten weeks since we spoke. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been I, a, a yeah. Like, like I said, we said off air. I said, I said your best game was the one you guys played against the Bengals, and then after that, my whoop, and it's been downhill ever since. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, absolutely, mate. It was, um, there's been many a false dawn this year. That that Bengals game was probably the one that you thought the Browns had turned the corner. If you remember back, we were talking about Odell being shipped off to the Rams. That was that week that that happened. And you thought, you know, oh, hang on a minute. Something's clicked here and they've put a good performance together. And you thought maybe this was the week that the, you know, the season finally kicks into gear. And then they go and get their ass whooped by the Patriots. So it's just been one of those seasons. Uh, glad it's over in many ways, to be honest. <laughs> I, I bet so. And, and we talked about this uh, before the show started. And like I said, the Monday night game, it was actually kind of nice being a Bengals fan because I really didn't care who won. I would have liked Big Ben to have lost on his last game at in Pittsburgh. But did the Browns even show up? Did they forget about the running game? I'm just curious about that. How how, how you feel about the way that the offense and everything has been going here lately? It, it was symptomatic of the whole season. It, it summarized everything that's been wrong, basically, within one game of football. You know, the, the quarterback took too many sacks. He held on the ball too long, made far too many poor decisions. There's debate as to whether Nick Chubb was injured or he wasn't. There was reports he'd sort of done something to his ribs. And then there was other people just saying, well, he was just on a pitch camp because it's essentially season over. Right. But Dearness Johnson can run the football and we didn't see any of him on Monday night, really. So it was right. just... They didn't run the ball know, at all. Crip nah, uh, you're here wants to know if you're Kieran's cousin from Boston. <laughs> if, if me and Kieran are in any way related, I will certainly never admit to that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, I know Kieran, Kieran's the favorite of, of a lot of the uh, people that, that watch the show, the chat crew, and and his his um, uh, vintage language. We'll put it that that Ooh. way. The way he goes off and stuff. People, I have a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun with him on there. And and that's what I, that's what I try to tell everybody. I said they should check you guys out on the full ten yard podcast. I'm, you're from England, but you you guys know your stuff. And 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 you, and we got the uh, draft guide coming up. That uh, I'm I'm excited. I know you guys are working on it. That's coming out. What when do you think that'll be out? Uh, definitely be out sort of probably five, six, seven weeks before the draft sort of does eventually get uh, get started. The guys have been watching film. Lots of the guys just concentrate on the college side of the game. We've got guys that look after the, the NFL content, but we also got the college side of things covered. Um, and yeah, the guys did a phenomenal job last year with their first edition. We'll improve that this year in terms of how it looks and feels, but the content will still be exactly what you want we did sort of over 240 player profiles last year breaking down you know 
players from all sorts of colleges, all sorts of schools. You know, the, the you know, it's a really comprehensive guy. We're really proud of it. There's nobody on this side of the pond to our knowledge that that does that level of um, of detail for the college game. And you know, we are hoping that it will be available to print. Uh, the other side of the pond this time round as well. So I know Kieran's keen to to get it distributed stateside, and you know I'm sure that uh, once it rolls around, we'll pass on the details, uh, and I'm sure you'll uh, begin your copy. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to, to see it and and uh, and, uh, and check it out and everything. And if you guys get it printed over here, that would be awesome. And and hopefully uh, we'll get it get it out there to the masses so everybody can can get some really good detail on the upcoming draft. Because, and and just as a Bengals fan, it's kind of nice for this year. I. They haven't even paid attention to the draft yet because I don't care. I'm going to the playoffs. So that, that is that is rather nice. I don't have to have a debate. Like last two years is like, okay, in 2020, a debate, do you, do you take Joe Burrow or do you take um, Chase Young? And I was always like, um, you have a quarterback. You take the quarterback. But that was like an actual argument for us for our, for, for our draft. And then last year it was Chase or Sewell. Or Chase, and I'm like, oh, my God, we talked about it for six months. So happy. I don't have to talk about that for a while until the Bengals – lose which they're not gonna lose till they get to the to well they're not gonna lose they're gonna win the super bowl i'm just i'm just calling it now you know have you heard about my prediction how how good i i i did on my uh my season prediction your 11 and 6 prediction uh, yeah yes it's, it's, it's famous my friend famous dude, this side of the pond dude i i cannot believe i mean i'm i'm shocked i know i keep putting it up there but i've never gotten this close to my entire freaking life so <laughs> i'm I'm happy, and I'm also ticked off because I should have went and made a bet on it like I was going to do. I, <laughs> I don't bet very much at all, but I actually barely ever because I, I like my money too much. So, But I, I really wish I would have d- done now. Or I wish I would have done that. Crip here says, Sean, do you think you guys will be looking for a new quarterback in the offseason or stay with Baker? Um. <laughs> Personally, I think they stay with Baker. I think they, I think they'll explore options, but I don't think they're going to come back with many better options. Um, there's a lot of talk, and people will want to believe that you know potentially Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Tell me, Jeff, why would any of these quarterbacks come to Cleveland? I just, I just don't. I don't right, see. Well, and the thing is, I've I've compared this a lot to when the Bengals had Andy Dalton. Everybody say we got to, you know, we're a quarterback away, which we were. I mean, Andy Dalton was, let's be honest, I, I loved Andy Dalton, but he's an average quarterback. And I kept saying, okay, that's fine, but who are you going to replace him with? You know, because at the time there wasn't, you know, there wasn't an Aaron, which I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. My personal opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers is staying in yeah. Green Bay. I, I think, I think he used to stay there. I think, yeah, you, you have a shot at Russell Wilson, but. I don't know. Is that a better situation than than what he has now? You know, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Cleveland Browns, their offensive line, the defense line is phenomenal. You know, your your running game is phenomenal. Your wide receivers, they're they're you know, you got a couple of them. Uh, so I mean, you really are a quarterback away from being really good, in my opinion. So if you get Russell Wilson, I mean, personally, I hope you don't get any. <laughs> you, know, you keep doing the same thing, but yeah, I can see that. So I wouldn't be surprised. But they have to make sure, in my opinion, they have to make sure they have the quarterback before they get rid of Baker, in my opinion. Yeah, like I said, I think they'll explore options and I think, you know, they'll do their their due diligence in that regard. But I honestly think they'll just circle back to the fact that, look, when he's been healthy, he's been proven to be an efficient quarterback. I'm not going to go to he's a, an extremely good quarterback. You know, he, he he's efficient. He's good at what he does. He's good off play action. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the term game manager at the end of the day, you know, the guy can win football games. Right. Um, I mean, he has a pass. I mean, yeah, he has a pass. And 
I think he's the injuries and uh, it just seems like he's trying to, to me, he takes on everybody. And like last year, it seemed like he didn't, he didn't do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, look, this season, you know, it's easy to now look back in hindsight. This season ended for the Browns around three quarters of the way through week two when that shoulder went. Yeah. That's that's the reality of it. He's tried to play through it, probably to his own detriment. You know, let's not oh, yeah. you know, let's not forget he's trying to play for a contract. All he's done this year, really, is he's hurt his value because oh, yeah. he hasn't played well. There's no two ways about that. He hasn't played well at all. That's obviously been to the detriment of the Browns. You know, we were expected to go to the playoffs, expected to build on what we did last year, and we've regressed. Um, you know, so it, it, hindsight's always wonderful. It, it wasn't the right decision for him to carry on playing. He should have got that surgery done. And to be honest, if he had got the surgery done, who knows? He might have been paid by now. You know, based right. on what he based on what he did at the back end of last season. Don't forget, through two games, very small sample size, but through two games of this season. He led the league in, in completion percentage. He was looking every bit as efficient as he did at the back end of last season. So, you know, he's certainly done more harm than good by playing. Um, you know, look, there's been a lot of other stuff that's gone on. We mentioned Odell earlier. You know, that situation didn't help. There's been a lot of talk around rifts between him and the coaching staff and the play calling. These things always come out when you lose, don't they? Right. You know, that, right. That, let's face it. Winning right. cures everything. And last year, because they had a winning record, you heard none of this rubbish. Whereas this year, all these stories are coming out of the woodwork. You know, personally, I think he suits Kevin Stefanski's system in terms of what Kevin Stefanski wants to run. Yeah, you know, he's very similar in a lot of ways to Kirk Cousins, probably a little bit more athletic, but a similar sort of skill set. Right. Um, you know, so you know, for me, I think they will explore options, but I do think they'll circle back to him. Um, you know, and the biggest problem that they've got at the moment, to honest, and one of the guys in the comments has posted that question is around, um, you know, do fans truly hate Baker? You just put it up on the screen there. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Baker's a polarizing character. There's probably half of the fan base, and I'm probably in the half that says he's got an awful lot of legitimate reasons behind why this season hasn't gone very well the shoulder injury being the main one, his lack of wide receivers being another. We haven't fielded the same offensive line in any game this year. There's, you know, there's, there's, there are other things in play. I believe give him a chance to get healthy and see if he can prove to be what he was this time 12 months ago, where, you know, let's not forget, he took us to the playoffs for the first time in forever. He won mm -hmm. us a playoff game in the first time right. in forever. Um, there's another part of the, of the fan base that, He's, he's done with him. They just, you know, they would happily move on from him yesterday. But, right. you know, you'll know it more than me being over there in Ohio. There's a lot of Browns fans that hate the fact that he planted the flag in the middle of Ohio State Stadium. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, the, there's all of that kind of stuff that goes on. So, yeah, there's a there's a huge portion of the fan base that will never take to him. But, you know, it's probably 50-50. But, you know, he certainly, look, if he comes back, he's got to play better. You know, I'm, oh, absolutely. Nobody, yeah. You know, there's, there's no two ways about it. He can't play much worse, can he? <laughs> no, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> so let's talk about the game, uh, the juggernaut of the game we had this Sunday with, I don't know, like 27 starters are not going to play from, for either team or something like that. So, I mean, and we're talking about this off air. I still believe that the Bengals can win this. And it's basically because I don't know if the Browns give a crap right now. <laughs> you know, I think they might be done. I mean, I know it's a big thing. To, I think if they had a chance to really hurt the Bengals, they might get up for it, but there's really nothing that they can do. We're in the playoffs. I mean, if we win, we're almost guaranteed the third uh, third spot. Hopefully, if everybody loses, we get the first one, but we'll see. 
So what, what's your thoughts on, on, on the game? This is it going to be a, a, a dud or is it going to be just a blowout by the Bengals or what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I think the Bengals are certainly favorites going into the game, you know, and I think, you know, the, the talk from today's injury report and press conferences is basically any brands that are healthy enough to play will play, but yeah. I don't think Miles Garrett's going to be sort of really overly stretched if he feels a, any tweak in his groin. They're not going to run him out for another 30 or 40 snaps, are they? They're just going to say, right. well, that's enough. Same with Nick Chubb. You know, they've obviously right. already made the decision that Baker's not going to play. Um, you know, it's going to be, well, we're assuming it's going to be Case Keenum. I mean, you know, it might surprise us. It might be Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins has got more chance of coming back as the, the backup next year because of Casey's cap number. Um, right. You know, so potentially it might be Nick Mullins, but. It's a shame, really, because obviously, you know, from a from a neutral's perspective, you know, if the results had gone differently last week, this potentially was going to be the division deciding yeah, matchup. And as you say now, it's a bit of a, a dead rubber, which obviously great for right. you guys. Um, obviously, from our point of view, you know, it's like I said, the season can't end quickly enough. So, to be honest, I'll be glad when it gets to 9.15 UK time or 4.15 US time and the game's done and dusted um but look there's, there's a few players that have got some things to prove there'll be a few players that have, have got um some things to show you know there'll be you know quality reps for some players that are on the fringes you know players on the offensive line um that have been pushed into action this year that'll get some some reps against you know hopefully a quality opposition you know i don't know how many starters the bengals are going to play but obviously the defense has, has played well for you guys in recent weeks hendrickson i think has been an excellent addition Absolutely. in free agency um you know so that will be a test for for whoever ends up lining up in in the uh the right tackle spot for us this week you know linebackers as well i think jacob phillips is going to probably play a fair bit for the browns which will be good game time for him he you know was a, a prospect that had high hopes coming into the season tour he's he's sort of bicep in the preseason and has only just come back off ir he's, he's played one game one game on the covid list so he's you know again any quality reps that these guys can get so the game's important for some people, isn't it? You know, right. in the grand scheme of things, it means right. nothing. And like you said, the yeah. result, if anything, we're better off losing this game. Now, you know, if we lose this game, we're guaranteed fourth place finishing the division. That will give us the Jets, the Jags and the Denver Broncos in all likelihood on the schedule next year, which is certainly a lot more favourable than it uh, than it could be. Certainly more favourable than you guys are going to get next oh, year. Oh, yeah. We're, um, we're, we got a tough schedule. I, I know that. That's for what sure. Are you, what are you about that next year, mate? What yeah, exactly. Well, year? the thing is, people say we had a tough schedule this year. And I'm like, yeah, like. But if you're if you're good, you got to beat everybody anyway. So my my, yeah. my concern with the Bengals this week and going into the playoffs, which kind of stinks saying this, the same thing we had a concern we had at the beginning of the year, is our offensive line because Riley Reef is most likely done for the year. Uh, Quentin Spain, our, our our left guard, is not going to play. So we're going to have uh, uh, Prince and uh, um, uh, Identity and 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 our, our second round pick there, uh, Carmen, are going to be playing. So I'm hoping, which the only one we're going to get back is hopefully for the playoffs of Spain. We're going to get a good look to see how how these young guys uh, look for the offense. Like for the offseason for the Bengals, we still got to fix the offensive line. That's one thing that we still have to do. But Crypt Keeper has a question here for you, Sean. Does it tear you up across the pond that Guns N' Roses <laughs> is the official rock band of the Bengals? I know how much you guys love Guns N' Roses across the pond with a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, I love a bit of Guns N' Roses. I've got to say, your your hype song to start your show is fantastic. And I I, I could just watch that clip of Juju Smith-Schuster getting blown up by Von Bell <laughs> over awesome, and over. It? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know this, but Terry says uh, Vegas has Cleveland as a six-point favorite as of right now. 
Wow. Wow. If that's the case, let me just put some money in my betting account and uh, get on the Bengals. My word. <laughs> to be honest, I, the, the Browns six points favourite. The Browns haven't scored more than four, to, uh, more than seventeen in eleven of the last thirteen games. And I, I don't see how. I, I I don't, yeah, think, I don't see it either. I, I mean, like I said, I don't think the Browns really care, but I don't know. We'll see. That's stranger things. But I mean, the Bengals are, are going to have a lot of starters out too. I think that's a, that has a lot to do. But we still have we still have Chase Higgins and Boyd. Those three are still playing. Johnny Paps here says uh, wants to know if you want to lend us your offensive line for the playoffs because you know, <laughs> that would help. Yeah, listen. If that offensive line is healthy, then it's good. I mean, it has been a problem all year. In in all seriousness, we haven't actually put the same five combination out in any single game this year, which is a shocking sort of thing to be to be saying at this stage of the season. Jedrick Wills had a promising rookie campaign, picked up an injury in week one against the Chiefs. Tried to play through that ankle sprain. He probably could have done with getting some rest earlier than he did. Um, you know, Wyatt Teller's been on the COVID list. JC Tretz has been on the COVID list and he's had problems with his knee. Um, right, Jack Conkins just had a nightmare season. He he injured his knee, he dislocated his elbow. He, you know, I mean, he's got a long road back, um, Jack Conklin. So, listen, if that line's healthy, it's it's a good line. But the, the oh, depth yeah. has been depth has been exposed this year. Chris Hubbard came in week one when when um, Wills went down, and Chris Hubbard ended up on IR at the end of that game as well. So our sixth offensive lineman went down. We've been playing Blake Hans, James Hudson, the former Bearcat, has been very, very raw, which was expected. He was drafted right. with the hope of hopefully either being a practice squad stash or, you know, worst case scenario, he was going to be the eighth offensive lineman who'd probably be a game day inactive most weeks, but he's he's had to play far too much. Um, look, there's, like I said, there's, there's, a, there's five quality starters, um, but... You know the depth has really been exposed this year when those five don't play. But that's that's the danger when you invest so much in the five starters. You know there's a lot of money tied up in that line. Exactly. A couple people in the in the chat crew here are saying you need a jackpot Joey hat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Sean would wear it or not. <laughs> it might. It might burn him a little bit if he, if he wears it. <laughs> Uh, look, you guys should enjoy it. I mean, the the one thing I would say, I watched your show with Kieran on um, Tuesday or Wednesday when he was uh, when he was on one. One thing I would say, um, go and win it this year. Go yeah. and win it this year. All right, because I hear so much of this, and we hear this this side of the pond. It's like, oh, the Bengals are probably a year away, or they're a couple of seasons away. And it's like, you are in the playoffs now. Go right. and win it now. Well, because that's... this time 12 months ago, the Cleveland Browns were only a year away, and they were going right. to build, and they were going to do this, and they were going to do the other. And here we are 12 months later. You have never got any guarantees in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Once you yep. once you've got a ticket to that those playoffs, go and cash it in. The way you played last week, the way you've been playing the last two or three weeks, that offense is good enough to give anybody problems. You know, absolutely. You're, you're going to come up against good sides. That's what the playoffs is all about. You're obviously going to have difficult games, but go and win it now. It's your chance to go and win it now. Yeah, I mean, our statement game it was against the you know arguably the best team in football against the Chiefs last week, and we came back for two fourteen down fourteen point deficits. I mean, Bur- Burrow is thrown for almost a thousand yards <laughs> in the last two games alone. I mean, he threw for over a thousand yards against the Ratbirds. I mean, yeah, and I said that at the beginning of the year. I said, you know, everybody says we're a year away. I said, no, no, no. I said, look. I said, if Joe Burrow did not get hurt last year, I think they would have finished eight and eight, you know, and then everybody would be like, all right, this is the, the window is open for the Bengals. Now, since he got hurt, 
you know, everything. Well, it might be a year away. But now this is another thing that, dude, that I said earlier in the year, and my buddy Zim tweeted it out today, which this is what's is so interesting about how things work, injuries and different things work. If Joe Burrow did not tear his knee up, we would not have Jamar Chase. And, you know, so, I mean, I'm not happy that he tore his knee up, but there is always a uh, ray of sunshine or something that, that, that happened because of that. And if I, I brought this up to Kieran Tuesday, if we didn't have Jamar Chase this year, I mean, I know T. Higgins, Tower Boyd are great wide receivers. They are. They're, they are phenomenal. It's nothing against them. But the chemistry that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have is ridiculous. And just to see what they did against the, the the Chiefs last week is unbelievable. If we didn't have Chase, I don't know if we're going to the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Jamar Chase has been a massive difference, mate. When I came on your show 10 weeks ago, we talked about that being the right decision at the time. You know, I was always a massive fan of that pick. I thought the chemistry that the two had had in college um, you know, for me, it was a bit of a no-brainer. I think, you know, the, the argument was you could have potentially made better use of your other picks in terms of addressing the offensive line, you know, but the, let's face it, the draft is what it is. It's 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 lottery tickets, isn't it? Some you win, some you lose, but Jamar right. Chase was a home run hit. Just to put it in context for you, the Browns' three leading receivers, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins, have got less yards between them than what Jamar Chase has got. I- I mean, Jamar Chase had more yards on Sunday than Patrick Mahomes threw the freaking ball. That yeah. that just blows my mind right there. I, I've never seen that in my life here. Now, uh, since that Bengal here says, just I just remember all the talk in the offseason about the Cleveland Browns going to sweep our division, and you know, uh, you know, be real good. I told everybody Cleveland is not good at all. Baker Mayfield is holding y'all back. Y'all need a new quarterback. I don't know. I said I, I can't. I, I'm not saying Baker. Is holding you back. I, I think the injury really did hurt you. And Stefanski's offense and everything is more. It's not like the Bengals. I mean, it's not. It's it's a running game. It's based on on, on running the ball and and dinking and dunking down the field. And when Baker is doing that, you guys are a, a really good team. Which I mean, like I said, you guys kicked their ass. You know when you came here, so you know you can play good. But it's it's so I'm not a big like. Oh, Baker's got to go. It's gonna it'll fix everything. Everybody's. Everybody said that about Zach Taylor. We got to fire Zach Taylor. You know what? We got to get a better coach in there. I'm like, okay, who and why? You know, I mean, that what Zach Taylor is doing? He's building the culture. He's building something up. If you don't have talent, I don't give a crap if you're Bill Belichick. Like last year, what Bill Belichick do? He didn't have a quarterback. He went seven and nine, missed the playoffs. I mean, you got to have talent. You got to be healthy. And, you know, things have got to happen. So it's not always hurry up and fire this guy or hurry up and trade this guy. It's going to fix it. Like, okay, you're going to fire that guy, but who are you bringing in? That's always my question when people say that. Yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. You know, we, we talked talked about it earlier. I think, you know, given given the circumstances, you know, when he's healthy, he's proven he can win games. Can he win enough? Can he get you over the hump? Let, let's give the guy a chance and let's wait and see. That would be my view on it. Yeah, like Jeff Holmes here says, agree with, with Sean. You know, future looks bright uh, in Cincinnati. Tomorrow is a promise. Win now. I And that's – I kind of said that all year. I, I said that with the Reds too because when the – the Reds were winning and everything. And everybody's like, Oh, you know what? I said, I was like, first of all, enjoy this. And I said, and that's what ticked me off about the Reds front office where they didn't do anything to try to help them get better. And cause I'm like, who knows what the hell is going to happen next year. And that's the same thing with, with, with the Bengals. Win it. Now you're in, take your shot, go win it now because next year, who knows we could have a whole bunch of injuries and it, we might miss the play. I mean, you don't know. Yes, we are uh, built to 
make a big run and, 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 and win multiple playoff games. But if you're not healthy, I, it doesn't matter. That, that's that's when you have your shots, you got to take them. Yeah. And you look at our division, you know, the, the one thing you can pretty much guarantee with our division, the Ravens will be back next year. You know, they've had a lot of injuries themselves this year. They'll, they'll come back strong next year. Hopefully the Browns aren't a million miles away. Like I said, they've got a lot of uh, issues. I don't really think sort. they are. I mean, I, I, nah. the, one, the team that's a million miles away, and I'd love it, is, is the Squealers. Ah, yeah, they are way far away. Yeah, I mean, look, that the the defense, unfortunately, will keep them in games. You know, it, it's it's a defense that has always been phenomenal since Tomlin's been there. But the the serious issues on that offense. You know, I know Najee Harris had a good game on Monday night. Um, you know, but let's face it, he's he's run for about twelve hundred yards, but he's had to do that on about seven hundred carries this year. He's he's not exactly you know well, taking the league by so When they drafted him, everybody's like, "Oh, what a great draft pick!" I'm like, they don't have a freaking offensive line. I mean, everybody ripped on the Bengals for taking Chase and not drafting, but nobody said anything about the stupid Squealers for drafting a running back when their offensive line is terrible, which, you know, their offensive line was worse than ours. So, anyway, yeah, that's that's one thing I I think we both can agree on, that we hope the Squealers are bad for a <laughs> while. I'll and agree with you there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've had their time, and just, uh, I'm, I'm done. They, y'all can just be bad. Let, let, let the Bengals and everybody else, to take, you know, and the Ravens, I really don't want them to be, very good either, but you know, we'll see what happens. But I, it's just a very fun time here in Cincinnati of of the possibilities of, yeah. of what could happen. And something you guys got to enjoy last year. It's just the fun of Ooh. what if we could do this? What if we win? I mean, Sean, I'll tell you right now, if we do win this whole damn thing, I'm a almost 47 year old man. I'll be crying like a baby if we win this whole thing. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, listen, sports does that to you, doesn't it? There's nothing, there's nothing like it. You, you know, you've got your own show. You talk about it day in and day out. You know, sports is one of those things that, you know, if you don't get sports, people say, oh, it's just a game. If you get uh, sports, it, yeah. it's it it's makes your weekend. It breaks your weekend. It, it it makes you feel good all week. It depresses you all week. There's there's nothing <laughs> like it, is there? So exactly, you know, absolutely, mate. Enjoy while you can. And like I said, the the thing for me, like I said, go and go and win it. Go and try and win it at least. You know what I mean? It's don't think about next year and, you know, I, I hate being a Browns fan when people say, oh, let's trade our draft picks away for 2023 because the quarterback class is... I'm like, no, I've got to watch them play in 2022. I want somebody that's going to help now. Right. It's like, don't keep doing it for a, a time in the future. It just, no. Exactly. that, and, and one thing that does that, I think, more than anybody is the LA Rams. If they don't win this thing <laughs> yeah. soon, they have, like, no draft picks for, like, 10 years, it seems like. I mean, they... They, they, they are all in as much as any team I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. But, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. People are like, oh, yeah, trade trade picks. Let's, you know, let's tank for a couple of years. I'm like, I don't want to tank. I want to win. I'm like, I, I hate. Like, what, what's the fun? And, I mean, there's been, look, and then I went through the whole decade of the 90s when I knew we had no shot of winning any games mm-hmm. for a while. And then when we actually look like maybe we did, we're freaking out like, holy crap. This is awesome. And then we the rug would get pulled out from under us and like, oh, we're going to draft this guy. Then we, we did draft people. Like we drafted Achilles Smith. Now, this is one. I'll never forget this. The rumor is that we could have had the whole draft class of the 99 uh, Nolan Saints for our draft pick. And we didn't. And we drafted Achilles Smith. I would have made that trade in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat, I would have made that trade. That could have set us up, but we didn't. But it's just stuff like that. It's like, I remember those days. I was here for that. I watched those games. It is so disheartening to try to wa- watch a game when you know you don't have a shot. And then when, especially against the Squealers and half your stadium's full of Squealers fans and like just 
go away. And we went through that over and over and over. That's what that's why this year is so cool. Now, the thing is, whatever us Cincinnati fans here have PTSD for we won a playoff game since 1991. I was in high school. I'm almost 47. I got two kids. My son's married. I'm like, it was a long damn time ago. I don't know what I'm going to do if we actually win a, win a playoff game. Well, I went, I just I'm speaking to existence. When we win a playoff game, <laughs> I'm going to freak. It's going to we're going to freak out like we won the damn Super Bowl, and it's one playoff game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they said I, I had the I had that experience last year. You know, I I watched every Cleveland game now for 13 years, which you know for somebody in the UK when you're going up in the middle of the night to watch games, or you know Thursday night games are on in the early hours of Friday morning UK time, and Sitting through 0 and 16, 1 and 15, and you know to to get to witness a playoff game. I mean, obviously for us it was sweet because it was the Steelers as well. You know that that made right. it even, even better, right? Even better. I mean that that first snap. I mean, you know, just before we came on air, I heard you were, were rewatching a rerun of the game from Sunday, and and yeah. I could hear Nansen Romo. I could watch that first snap of that game from Pouncy fly over Ben's head. I could just watch that on loop for a good few hours. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, awesome. I, I didn't because yeah. I was sitting there watching one of my buddies is a Brown fan, and I'm like, okay, you can come down, I'll watch it with you. And and, I, and it, it's funny, it's the same thing I did with him. I did when my, my wife is from Florida and she's a Buccaneer fan. I'm happy, but I'm also pissed off. So I'm happy you guys won the Super Bowl, but I'm like, since I've been married to her for 25 years, she's won the Super Bowl freaking twice. I haven't won a damn playoff game yet. That's I'm like, like you know, like, why are you so her family's like, why are you like upset? I'm like I'm happy for you guys. I'm just pissed because I can't enjoy that yet. And I want to so badly. You have no idea. And they're like, oh, we've had bad times. Like, yeah, bad times. We're close to what we've had the last couple of years. Let's be honest. You've won it twice. So just don't even, don't even, you know, that's not even the same thing. I mean, I'm happy you won, but that was, that was the one thing. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to have that feeling of watching my team win. I've only had, only got to do it one time. And I was the, uh, since I read when they won the uh, Super Bowl in 1990. And I went freaking nuts. It was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll, look, you, like I said, you guys have got a, a, a legit chance as well. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's a crazy thing to, to to sort of think that you can you can cause a lot of damage. Like I say, that that offense is is good. Look, I don't think uh, Jamar Chase is going to see a lot of single man coverage. <laughs> I think the Chiefs have proved that uh, that's probably yeah, not the way to go. I'm surprised he's seen as much as he has. I'm yeah. surprised the Chiefs never double. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens never did it, and he killed them. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. Absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers watching it. I mean, I, I love I, I love as well. Why do defensive backs celebrate on a first down pass breakup? It's like it's first down, and you're like you're in the end zone doing the girdy or the whatever they call it, and it's like, what what are you doing? It's like, was it two plays later he got burned for like thirty yards and a touchdown? You're like, oh, what are they doing? One that cracked me up is I I can't remember his name, but he's twenty seven on on the Chiefs, and he kept getting the pass interference. He's like, I'm like, what are you clapping for? You're you're the one that got the and one of them where he like literally tackled Chase right before it, and he goes, oh, it's on him. I'm like. Are you freaking nuts? You tackled yeah. him before the ball got there. Like, <laughs> like yeah. okay. I was like, yeah. Yeah. But they, they, yeah. They, yeah, they all kept doing the gritty. And, and eh, you, do that, you do that stuff. And to me, it's like the Bengals are like, all right, we got you. And, we'll, and it's just like when when uh, Wink Martindale said, uh, well, I don't know if Joe Burrow deserves a gold jacket yet. Like, oh, yeah, he threw for 500 and something yards on you. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, that's why I keep saying, like, I, me and uh, Bengals captain who's on the show me every Monday, we keep saying, keep talking. Keep talking, because uh, you it, to me that 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 chip that's on Joe's shoulder, 
And the Bengals shoulder keeps getting bigger and bigger. And yeah. like, all right, you think that we'll, we'll prove you wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. John Papp says he was clapping every damn time he even Romo commented on. It. I know Romo was like, why are you clapping? Like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It was obviously, weird, weird... Uh, obviously yeah. used to getting the calls from the refs being a chief. He obviously thought <laughs> it was just going to be offensive pass interference, didn't he? That's all. Right. Like, well, I didn't do anything. I just tackled it. I know. Now, one thing that did drive me nuts, and we lots of, I've had lots of conversations this week about, about this with different Bengals fans, is the end of the game where we're, we're going down there and all I got to do is you know kick a field goal and win it. And he goes for a fourth down twice. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, the last one, I looked at everybody, you know, everybody around me once they didn't score. I'm like, holy crap, well, now what? And then, uh, then that flag came in. I'm like, oh, thank God. And the Chiefs fans are like, oh, you – you got lucky. Like, no, 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 no. If you see Tyler Boyd's helmet, it was like this. So, I mean, <laughs> it was a legit call. And I've said this to Chiefs fan, it's not our fault your your cornerbacks can't cover us, you know. It's like, Yeah, look, I mean, I thought it was the right call at the time to go for it on fourth down. I mean, look, I'm watching, obviously, with my, my Browns glasses on, and I'm begging for the field goal to be kicked because I'm thinking, you know, give, give Mahomes the ball with, right. you know, a minute left or whatever it would have been on the clock and – yeah, that that was the Browns' opportunity, if you like, for the result to go the way we wanted it to go. So, right. you know, I, I thought it was the right call to go for it. If you don't get it, worst case scenario, were the Chiefs really coming out from the one inch line? Probably not. Um, you know, but look, these things happen. You know, when you are asked to cover for that long, you know, mm-hmm. the reality is people do get handsy. They start grabbing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, it was it was a fair enough call. You know, I don't think there was any doubt it was a fair enough call officiating gets in the way of too many games, but officiating calls are missed in every game, every game, every team. It always feels as though some teams get more of the rub of the green than others, but, you know, generally too many times officials get involved and it it spoils the game. You know, the Chiefs Mm -hmm. have got nobody to blame but themselves. They were up 14 on more than one occasion. And, you know, ultimately they didn't do enough. You know, they didn't cover Jamar Chase the entire game. You know, they let they let a simple slant route go for 67, right. 70, whatever yards, you know. He, like I said, he looked like the roadrunner on that. He was just, he was gone. He just outran yeah. ran six of them. Like, see Yeah, him. and blame the refs as much as you want for a call that they did or didn't give. But it's like, well, you know, you had 70 yards of opportunity to bring a guy down and get him on the floor, and he outran six of you. So, you know. Exactly. Blame your defensive backs. Don't blame the referees. Exactly. Now this is I, I have I have seen this. I don't know if you got to see this now, but Johnny says, "Have you seen the video that went viral from a talk show in New England laughing about uh, Taylor getting choked up after win the AFC North had me fired up?" And I got somebody tweeted me out and copied me on that, and it was ridiculous because Zach, it was an emotional one. Zach has went through a lot of stuff the last three years, you know, to get them to where they are now, and for these idiots to go out in New England and laugh at him, it's like it's like what are you six? I was like, shut up. I mean, well, one thing I loved and I, I would love to find this, uh, this, this caption, this clip was last year. Uh, Zach came out and one of the press conferences, I can't remember which one it was. And I saw the clip on NFL network this week. And he said, uh, you know, all the losing and everything that that's happened. He goes, I'm going to remember these days, you know, for when we turn it around and when, when it starts happening. And if you put that clip and the clip of him, getting choked up at the, uh, at the beginning of the press conference, you'll understand why, what he's talking about. Like, it, it's damn hard to go through what they went through. I mean, when Zach got here, we had nothing. We we barely won a game. We got the number one pick, which was awesome. And then Joe got injured and then went through all that stuff. And 
and and people kept blaming him and and for basically everything that Zach has tried to do come to fruition of changing of the culture and running the offense and everything for basically everything he's tried to do to work. I know that's very, very gratifying and just like the way of the world's got to be like, huh, see, I was right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Listen, we said earlier, did we, you know, it means, means the world to us as fans. You know, if you're in the building, living it, breathing it day in and day, out, and you've got that responsibility of, of the hopes of a fan base, you know, the, the sort of hopes and the dreams of the 53 guys that are on the roster that you're ultimately responsible for. Mm-hmm. You know, we, if you, you think of the emotion that's involved in that, you know, I've got no problem seeing the guy get emotional. Get, I haven't seen the clip for what's worth, so I can't comment on it too much. But, you know, like you say, if the guy's just getting emotional about the fact that they've won, you know, a division, well, I'd want to see that. Dan Campbell's got loads of praise this year for crying about nearly winning a game, and they were criticizing the guy for actually right. doing something. It's like, come right. on. Right. So. Exactly. Johnny's got our question here. He says, uh, Jeff, I think uh, he's uh, scratching the surface. What do you think he can do if he gets the amount of time Aaron Rodgers gets? That would be crazy. Thought uh, Joe Burrow on the offensive line. If they can never, the thing if you, there has been time, if you watch the rewatch the Chiefs game, there has there was times there where he had plenty of time. To throw the ball, and that's where he killed him. If he get like that, if we can get our offensive line consistent, and he could do that on a regular basis, it, I, it would be he would definitely he would be up there with Aaron Rodgers as far as which I think Joe Burrow is getting close to that already. To be honest, what he's done the last couple weeks, but if we can get ourselves a great offensive line, I, there's no telling uh, what kind of offense we could put up here. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, look, he's. he's... He's got that relationship, like I say, with the wide receivers. And yeah, yes, Chase comes from the from the college days, but you, he's already got a good connection with Higgins. He's already got a good connection with Boyd. I think um, Uzama's had a decent season for you at the tight end position as well. I've always liked Joe Mixon. Like you say, all these guys are due to come back as well. So like you say, you think about it, it's like we seem pretty set. You know, and that sort of thing, you know, and that's why I say just go and win it now because you don't know. Like you say, I mean, obviously don't want it to happen. I want to see all the best players play in the NFL week in and week out. But heaven forbid something happens to one of these guys in the preseason. All your expectations for next season all of a sudden look totally different, don't they? So, you know, yeah, you want to invest in that line. You want to protect your asset. Burrow is going to be your big asset, you know, regardless of whatever numbers these other guys put up. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. You want Joe Burrow there for the next 10, 15 years, don't you? And like I say, exactly. you, you, need, you need to stand him up, right? Exactly. Now, I, I, I want to pop this question up here, then I have to go plug my computer in or it's going to die on me. But uh, <laughs> once though, Sean, does it drive you crazy that there's no trophies in the NFL named after Paul Brown like it does Bengals fans? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I've got to be honest, it, it doesn't. Yeah, we, like I say, for me, American football was something I got into. 13, 14 years ago in a big way. I used to watch it before that, you know, but in terms of the, the sort of history of the game, you know, look, I I know from what I read and all the rest of it, you know, but, you know, to be fair, it, it that I'm probably the wrong Browns fan to ask. I'm sure if you ask some of the Browns fans over there, right. it probably does. It, it doesn't it doesn't mean a whole deal to me, but, you know, like I so say, obviously you understand the, the significance of what the guy brought to the to the league and obviously what he means to that part of the country over there. So, you know, I can understand... Uh, the guys that are closer to it that uh, that would feel that way. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm I'm curious. People are asking this in the chat. What what do Browns fans really think of the Bengals and what they? Because I know they all talk trash to us, but what are they like thinking their heart of hearts as far as are they really worried that we are going to be uh, potentially a dominant team for for the next uh, 10, 15 years? 
Well, look, I'll give you my view on it. I, you know, I think I think we've played in the toughest division in football this year. I think that that division will continue to be one of the toughest divisions moving forward. I think you've got three teams there that are seemingly set up for continued success. That being the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns. I think, like I say, you, I would never count out the Steelers as much as I'd like to. I think Mike Tomlin's too good of a coach, and that defense is too good. Um, that's why those records are what they are. That's why, you know, until week 17 of the season, all four teams right. had a chance of winning the damn thing. Right. It, it, it's a damn tough division. Um, you know, look, we've talked about your playmakers. It scares the hell out of me that we've got to cover Jamar, twi- uh, Jamar Chase twice a year. Then, you know, we could do a good job covering him, but then we've got to look after T Higgins and then Joe Mixon <laughs> always plays well against the Browns. So, you know, it's pick your poison, isn't it? You know, obviously... Exactly. You know, we're built to play in the division now. I think the way that the roster's been constructed in terms of the defence, the defence has improved massively this year, which gives me a lot of hope for the future. If you think about what we had last year, it seemed as though all our problems were on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You fast forward 12 months now, we can't you know, seemingly get an offence to put first downs together, let alone touchdowns together. So, right. you know, if they can invest in the offence in the same way they have in the defence and correct some of the issues that they've got there, I honestly don't think the Browns are a million miles away, but you know the, the Bengals, it would appear, are a legitimate threat in terms of you know for the next number of years. And look, while you've got a quarterback as good as Joe Burrow, you're going to be that good. You know, right. you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier. You look at that list of roster play, uh, skill position players on paper. Compare it to the Bengals. Aaron Rodgers would love the Bengals' weapons. Oh yeah. He would love the Bengals' weapons. You know, Devontae Adams aside, obviously. But, you know, he's that good of a quarterback. He elevates. And that is probably what Joe Burrow is going to do. You know, there will come a point you won't be able to afford to pay Chase and Boyd and Higgins and Mixon, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's but why you win got, now. <laughs> well, exactly. Win now. And if you've got and if you've got that quarterback there, you you hope that he can elevate the, the guys in and around him. So, you know, it's... Um, for, for me, they are going to be a threat and they're going to be a threat for a long time. But it's great, you know. Yeah, well, it yeah, means, means, means good football. No, I was just going to say it means good football, doesn't it? You know, there's there's yeah. there's nothing there's nothing worse than, you know, I'd hate to see, I mean, look, if it was the Browns, I'm sure I'd love it. And I'm sure if it was the Bengals, you would love it. But, you know, do we want to see somebody win the division 17 times in a row like the Patriots did? <laughs> Probably not. You know what I mean? It's, it's good to have that competitive stuff, right. so. Well, I, I think this was going to be interesting. If, if uh, like last year, every team in the division except the Bengals made the playoffs, I, I, we're very close to having the only team make the team make the playoffs this year is the Bengals from our division, which is, I just think that's that's really just kind of ironic of how how it works. And, and people are like, oh, then the people tell you, well, that's because your division stinks. Like, no, our division's really tough. It's just the Bengals went on a roll and everybody else kind of fell off here at the end now i don't know if you you're in england so i don't know if you've ever had either one of these or even know what this is but we're since that chili is a big thing here and <laughs> kieran is weird and doesn't like skyline chili he, he's very 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 strange but i don't know if you if you ever had gold star or skyline or do you have a preference never had either my friend never had either what we'll, we'll have to we'll, fix that. We'll have to, we'll have to send you some sometime. Let <laughs> yeah. you check out how, how great Skyline Chili is, because uh, people always tell us that we're weird because we put uh, chili on our spaghetti, but it's delicious. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, my friend. I <laughs> uh, see here, Johnny's got another one here. Uh, how great! How great these role guys are now. Bigger question: Can we afford them in the next five years? And that 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 is a question that's coming up, and I'm kind of 
right now I'm just enjoying yeah. <laughs> winning. What, what, I mean, well, yeah. What do you about it when you need to? What do you about yeah, it? I mean, I, yeah. No, they're not going to be able to afford it. I mean, the only way to be able to afford them is if Joe takes less money. You know, that, that's really the only way. I don't know if he's going to or not. You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But as uh, long as long as Chase and Mixon and those guys are, and I love, there's nothing I see. I love Tiago. Tiago's great. I, I'd love to keep all of them. I mean, but the chances of those being able to do that are, are, are probably not very good. But you never know. We'll, we'll have to find out what happens. That's down the road. Let's go. Let's go win a couple of Super Bowls first. All right. <laughs> Ken says, I like to think that the front office knows we've got to pay our talent and keep them, and they are smart enough to do that. Well, it, it all just depends on, honestly, it depends on how much they pay Joe Burrow. <laughs> that, that's all. They pay him as much as they did Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, if you look, they really, as far as the weapons go, they have two. They have Kelsey and they have Hill, and everybody else is kind of bit pieces now. But if you have that quarterback, it doesn't really matter. Just like, you know, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. He's really only got one really good wide receiver. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can elevate everybody else. So that's kind of where we're at. You got to keep Joe healthy and upright and paid and happy. And, you know, he, he can elevate everybody else. That's that's the thing. This is, like I said, this is such a quarterback-driven league. When you have that quarterback, it is such a big difference. I mean, it is, it's, it's not even funny how much big of a difference it is. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like you say, you know, for all those skilled players, like you say, that's that's the one guy. That that's the the one guy you've got to, like you say, that that's the one you'll pay. That's the one you've got to look after. That's the one you you build your franchise around. The other guys will come and go, but you know, you build around Joe. Simple as that. Yeah, that's why I was always so shocked that there was actually some people debating that we should take Chase Young over Joe Burrow. I'm like, are you? Do you know football? <laughs> you know, yeah, th- think think back to twenty. Was it twenty sixteen? Uh, twenty seventeen? Miles Garrett's draft. I think it was twenty seventeen. There was there was debate that the Browns should have taken Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah. 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 Now, I, well, I have just... a question. If, if you had to do it again, and the Bang or the Bengals, the Browns could could draft a different quarterback or draft Baker Mayfield. And they drafted him number one overall. And I don't remember all the other quarterbacks that were in there, but there was a couple other ones. I think Brandon Allen was one of them. To be honest. Um, were you in favor of drafting Baker Mayfield, or would you rather them drafted? I just, yeah, Sam Darnold was another one that was in there, and none, none of them yeah, been look, very good except for uh, Brandon Allen. That's about it. But all right, yeah. Look, anyway, go ahead. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll... Now the the, the the five that were in there because it, it was a polarizing draft because you know everybody had got the five ranked differently. You'd got Baker, um, you'd got Josh Rosen, who's obviously proven to be a oh. disaster. Correct. Sam Donald, who's proven to be a disaster. And then the two that have probably been the best two are Josh Allen and um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, obviously. Now, do was I think Patrick Lamar Jackson... He was the year before. He was okay. the year okay. before. Okay. Okay. Um, do I think that Lamar Jackson would have been any good in Cleveland? No. I don't think they would have changed the offense to suit the way that he plays, the way that the Ravens have done. Right. Um, so I don't think that would have been a good fit. Look, Josh Allen's the one now in hindsight that you would go and you'd probably take in a heartbeat, you know. But right. obviously, when he came out, he was very raw. He could throw the ball seventy-five yards, but not necessarily anywhere near the vicinity of a wide receiver. He's obviously right. improved massively in four years in the league. Um, you know, look at the time, I thought Baker was a good pick. You know, I still think he can prove to be. A good pick. The problem is when you number one overall, your expectation level is just so much higher, isn't it? Right. Well, you know, that's you... what's so amazing about what Joe Burrow is doing, <laughs> you know, because like you said, the number one pick is it, your expectations up up here, and I think jackpot is uh, exceeded them. To be honest, 
Yeah, exactly that, and that's the thing. You, you know, when you're the number one overall pick, you've got to be good. You've got to be exceptional. You've got to raise the level of everybody else around you. You know, if Baker Mayfield had been drafted twenty third overall, still a first round pick, but you know, bottom end of the first round, you'd probably view his career now as being about about where you'd think it would be. You know, he's right. had some good games. He's shown some some things that he needs to work on and improve. The problem he's got is he was the first overall pick. And if he's the first overall pick, when the game's on the line and you're driving down the field and you need a score, he should be the guy to go and win you the game. You know, when you haven't necessarily got your first choice wide receiver, reckon, he should turn your third wide receiver into a superstar. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what Joe Burrow can do. That's the problem that Baker hasn't done yet. He hasn't done that. He's won games when the situation's been right and he's been healthy. He hasn't shown that he can win games when things are against him. And that's where there's an element of the fan base that, like I say, will say, you know, he's just not the guy. You know, for me, I'd circle back to, he may not be the guy, but I don't see a viable alternative certainly sitting there at the moment. Yeah, so. that, that's that's kind of my thing. I'm like, they want to get rid of him. I'm like, who? Now, uh, Crown here has a question. He goes, uh, He's, what do you think the Browns will draft this year? Uh, for me, I think it's got to be wide receiver um, in in the early rounds. Um, I mean, the, the ironic thing is we were sitting here you know, a week ago as Browns fans thinking we could still potentially win the AFC North. Yeah, you, you know, could have. You know, and, you know, that would have been a pick in the 20s and beyond. You know, as it stands, right. we could actually end up with a top 10 pick, even with a, a 7 and 10 record. Um, yep. So... There could potentially be some good wide receivers out there, you know, and a lot of people talking about the, you know, the, the two Ohio State boys in terms of Olav, Garrett Wilson. Yep. Um, you know, we'll obviously wait and see, you know, if either of those two are around. I, I think it's got to be wide receiver. It's the biggest glaring need on the on the team, you know, outside of a like I say, a surefire thing at quarterback. I don't think they're gonna go quarterback in the early rounds that much. Well, it's not even that big of a quarterback draft, really. I mean, you, there's only a couple of guys out there, so yeah, so I, w- I would imagine it's wide receiver. I think, look, they, they will want depth on the defensive line. You know, they've got two superstars in Clowney and Garrett, but outside of that, they haven't got an awful lot of else. You know, I think they will they will want defensive line help. Look, you know, for me, you build you build from the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, but we are we are short of those wide receiver options. You know, it'd be interesting what they do in free agency, if they can bring in a good veteran. I'd be surprised if Jarvis Landry's back at the cap number that he carries, considering what he brings. You know, I think he's a good guy. He's a good slot receiver. But you don't pay a slot receiver 16, 17 million, which is what the Browns are scheduled to pay him next year. He's he's not coming back at that number, you know. Right. Do you think he Jarvis... wants to come back or do you think he might, might want to get out? It's an interesting one with Jarvis. If you'd have asked me sort of six weeks ago, I would have sort of been convinced that he would want to come back. I, I, I don't know. Now he's the honest answer. I think he, I think the problem that Jarvis is going to have is he's probably going to think, or he and his agent will think he can command a decent number on the free agent market. And I just don't think he's going to have the market there for him. Um, you know, certainly with a contending team. Right, Do you know what right, I mean? I, I don't. Right. I don't think there's going to be a team that are sort of playoff or Super Bowl thinking that's going to see Jarvis Landry as the missing piece of the jigsaw at his age with his skill set. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that number. So, you know, I would imagine he's he's a likely cut from the Browns. Whether they then bring him back on a reduced salary, who knows? But uh, I certainly think it'll be it'll be wide receiver and like I say, you know, those two Ohio Ohio State boys are certainly two that have um, you know been mentioned quite a bit in chatter. Yeah, either way, the AFC North is going to be a, a battle like it always is next year. Uh, Jeff here says, Sean, do you think the uh, Burrow being sacked at a high rate has to do with Joe holding on to the ball too long or the offensive line not being strong enough? 
I think there's, you know, sacks are one of those things, aren't they? That sometimes they're definitely on the quarterback. Sometimes they're not. You know, we we took nine sacks on on Monday night. Now there's one example where Baker Mayfield actually triple pumps the ball. He's he's actually got receivers open in screen. You know, you look at the all twenty two, and there's, there's there's various times that receivers are open. You start thinking, well, what on earth are you looking at? Now, obviously, the poor, <laughs> yeah, the poor right tackle gets there in the stat sheet against him that he's given up a sack, and you think, well, hang on a minute, you know, he's he's held up here for four seconds. Baker's triple pumped, and yeah, that one's on Baker. I think Joe probably is responsible for. Well, look, I can't say I've watched every snap of the ball and I haven't watched every Joe Burrow. So I watched the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, he was you know responsible for a couple of them, you know, in terms of some of the early ones. Um, but look, you know, everybody knows that the offensive line is a work in progress for you guys. You know, everybody knows that the best way, let's face it, the best way to cover Jamar Chase is to get to Joe Burrow. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's as simple, it's as, simple yeah. as that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, you know that, that's where teams will look to attack. Um, you know, and look, the other thing to bear in mind is Joe Burrow's played, what now, 20, 24 games in the NFL? Something like that, yeah. You know, he's still very much learning his trade, isn't he? You know, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, has he played like, you know, 300 career games right. or whatever it is now, you know? So this guy's still got a lot of room to grow. You know, I, I don't think you've got any concerns there. Like I say, the, the the key thing is, like you say, you'll you'll continue to invest in protecting him and, you know, he's, he's got those weapons out there to find. Absolutely. And the thing that impressed me the most with Joe Burrow is how he can read defenses. I mean, he, he's doing things that Aaron Rodgers can do. And, and like you just said, Aaron Rodgers played over 300-something games. Burrow's played 24 or something like that. The, the way he can break down defenses and know where the ball is going to go and get in out of plays and everything is unbelievable. And he's only 25. He's, he's, he's hasn't even played – I mean, Sunday will be his first full season, <laughs> you know, in the NFL. He finished. And it's just ridiculous the the the, the level that his, his mind is at. He's, he's such a football guy. You know, he's all football. And I'm sure it helped. Having a, a, a dad for a, a a a coach, you know, his dad was a defense coach up here in uh, for Ohio University for forever. So I'm sure his dad helped him break down defenses and show him all that stuff. So you know, I'm sure that that helped a lot. But just to let that translate into the NFL as smoothly as it has, I, I think that's unbelievable. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, he, he like I say, he was a surefire. Number one pick for me, you know. I can't believe you said earlier that there was even debate about that. You know, I know Chase. <laughs> I know Chase Young's a phenomenal player, but, right, you know, the, but a, a quarterback is is the difference maker, isn't it? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It was it was unbelievable. I, I was shocked that people were actually having that debate. Anyway, it's about us six thirty. I'm gonna let you roll on out of here. Tell everybody about uh, where they follow you, about the full ten yards and uh, the draft guy too. Tell some more people about that. Yeah, so full10yards.com, um, like I so, said, a bunch of predominantly guys on the, you know, the UK side of the pond, so to speak, um, you know, but like I so, said, massively passionate about all things American football, like I so, said, the college game as well as the NFL, we cover all aspects of it, fantasy, betting, you know, bet it's huge in the UK, um, I know it's obviously something that's growing more in the States as it becomes more and more legalised, um, you know, but lots and lots of coverage on, on, on all aspects of it, Um Draft guide should be, like I say, out in a, in a few months' time. Like I said, the boys have been working hard studying all the film. You know, like I say, really comprehensive guide of over 200 player prospects. And like I said, that will come to you um, in the in the coming weeks. We'll share some details with you and all your, your followers closer to the time. Um, myself on Twitter, at Sean underscore F10Y. 
always uh, happy to talk ball with anybody and uh, like so man of my word so look forward to the look forward to the uh, the rivalry commencing next year hopefully it is a rivalry now mate hopefully we've <laughs> both, we've both got some decent uh, football to follow for the next few years exactly exactly so we'll, we'll definitely have to do this well we we'll have to wait wait a whole year we I, I'll, I'll bring you on during during the during the off season too we can maybe I should just have a, a guy from Boston show I have you and your and, <laughs> and, and your son Kieran on and you guys but yeah we we can do we can do a all Boston talk show sometime anyway. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good, man. All right, Sean. I appreciate you, man. Have a good weekend. And you, bud. See good, you. man. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Like I said, go check out the full 10 Yards podcast if you guys haven't checked out. I got Kieran on there. Sean's on there. They got a whole bunch of other uh, guys on there. And like I said, they really know what to talk about with football. And they're, they got the draft guy coming out. So whenever that uh, is released, I will let you guys know. Hope they can get it printed here and uh, we can get our hands on it. But they are very knowledgeable. So, Definitely check them out. I always have a blast having them on, and I appreciate Sean coming on because, you know, he didn't really want to come on here because his team stunk, and you know, but he still he, he messaged me like, oh, so they come on, so I'm a man of my word, so I came on, so I appreciate Sean for doing that, and uh, I can't wait till next year. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, Rounding Third, Heading for Home. The Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling the sound off later on tonight, so if you want to listen to it again, uh, check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, review, download, leave a comment. Some more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Like I said, YouTubers, my originals, we're at 1,442, which is awesome. I'm trying to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberries so we get some more subscriptions. And it's the weekend. It's Friday night. Everybody go have some fun. We got football weekend. We got football Saturday. We got football Sunday. I'm not sure what I'm going to do when football is over. It's it, it's like, you know, it's like half your life just leaves. So it's going to be really tough when football is over. But hopefully we're ending it with, excuse me, we will be ending it with a Bengals Super Bowl win this year. And I cannot wait. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday. Me and Cap will be back on for a Bengals recap. Hopefully, it'll be a victory Monday. We'll find out. I'll see you Monday. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!
black and white, we build it Earn our stripes, you know we kill it Bleed our colors, jungle dripping Nasty, natty, yeah, we live it Lit the crowd, get the city loud Yeah, we feasting now Fit the bounce, make the city howl Now we beasting now Thunder through the tunnel From the sideline to the huddle Stripes, we tatted on the jungle When we flex that who they muscle on Stripes Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the house In the jungle, we unite in the house Black and white.